you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/slash/sheck. Oh, we have E.J. Manuel, QB of the Buffalo Bills, coming up in just a few minutes. He'll be calling in, and also we'll play for you my interview, which you can also look at at NFL.com right now, with the star of uh, the new X-Men picture, which I am looking forward to, because I really like the first, the well, it wasn't the first X-Men movie, it was the X-Men prequel movie from, I don't know, two, first three class. years. X-Men, X-Men first, first class. class was good. And then uh, this new one. It has that guy in it, black tie behind the glass. What's a, what's a Fassbender? Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yep. He's awesome. He's, he's, he's a delight. His best role, though, is in uh, my favorite thing that he was in was um, the uh, Inglorious Bastards. He's in the best scene, one of the great Quentin Tarantino scenes that goes on for probably about 30 minutes in real time of uh, them sitting in that cellar bar drinking and the, the Nazi scourge is all around them and they're trying to play a cool playing pretending to be Nazi officers themselves. Anyway, listen, X-Men is what I'm talking about. Not really, but X-Men, they bring it back to that. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, he and I kibitzed. And uh, like I say, you can watch the video if you'd like to see what two ruggedly handsome fellows look like seated uh, next to one another. Or you can just stick around here and listen to it. Hugh Jackman, Damashek together, kibitzing about this, that, and the other. All things football, as a matter of fact, including the moral question... If Wolverine was in the NFL, would it be gamesmanship? Would it be a, a, uh, a playing advantage for him to use his blades on his foes? Let's talk about that right now and, uh, and some other things, too, with our resident Miami Dolphins fan. All the way from across the Atlantic Ocean, here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you, Dave. And what a moral conundrum you throw up there. Well, That's it's a tough one. It is. What would you say about that? I think. I think. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know enough about Wolverine to know whether he can actually take them off. Like, I. I no, it, no, it, they're embedded. Well, then, then he has no choice. I'm either he. I remember when I. He played, can retract I, them. He can retract them. Can mm. he? Okay. Yeah, they well, don't have case, to stick they don't out. Have to stick out. No, in that case, yeah, he's he's good to go. Um, I was also surprised to learn, well, you'll hear it, but I was surprised to learn. It always, you know, it's it's uh, like my sister. I have a sister, Amy. There's a song called Amy, mm-hmm. what you, you know, it would be weird if my sister had never heard of that song. Same thing for Wolverine. He didn't know the Michigan fight song. Well, Wolverine, Wolverine himself, the real Wolverine, who obviously has passed away now, uh-huh. would know that. But the actor Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolverine... Isn't expected it, to that uh, he, to know that. Well, he's also from Australia, mm-hmm. and he may not know at all about um, the fact that the University of Michigan's um, mascot is a Wolverine. Touche. Now, so, the real Wolverine, the cart- the uh, comic book character, is dead. Well, I yeah, I don't want to. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Whoa, but, whoa! Going to see the movie today, Hank. Don't okay. spoil it first. 
Really? Wolverine dies? Not in this picture, well, in I hope. In the comics, yeah. In, in the comics, every superhero isn't he dies. Also, isn't he also Irish in the comics? No, he's uh, Canadian. Canadian? Uh, yeah. I thought he had an accent. I thought he had the, uh, an accent from Canadians or Scotland, accents. even, I thought. No? No, no he's Canadian. Really. Canadians have accents. Yeah. And some Canadians are from Scotland, so I'm going to just adjudicate here and say you're both right. Well, speaking <laughs> of the UK, I just paid a visit uh, moments ago to the podcast of uh, one of our favorite listeners, Neil Dutton. Did you? I did And last Thomas week Moore, as well. yes. Yeah, uh, UK end zone. The UK end zone. I did, yes. about, I did about a month ago, actually. Wow. Yeah, Black Tie didn't come up. Uh, didn't come up, but Handsome Hank did quite a bit, and we we have an open invitation from uh, from those fellows to join them over there for one of those well, international games. That will be fun. They play. We played a great. I, I talked to them for a while. In fact, someone commented on Twitter that they'd never heard me speak for m- so many minutes in a row because normally I would get cut off by. You know, well, some, that hurts my here. feelings. That I don't seems think, like I don't an attack was, on me. Don't think it was specific to you. But we played a game where they compared... This is actually not going to... And no one else will understand this, but English villages and West Indian cricketers' names. Yeah. And I had to determine which was which. And I'm pretty proud of the fact I went six for six. It's funny. They played with me something similar. They played... Um, Italian sauce or soccer player. Huh. Yeah, I didn't do. I, I well, I don't want to say. Right. But I know yeah, you no, went six for alerts. six. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. Those all offshoots. I'm not saying uh, derived from this, but I have long loved playing um, NHL player or Star Wars character. Right. Also very difficult yeah. to do. You know. Um, let's play it right now with black tie. Rajo Rootsalainen, hockey player or Star Wars character, black tie. Name again, please. Rajo Rootsalainen. Using in sentence. <laughs> what does that mean? Rajo Rootsalainen fought a guy with a lightsaber or a hockey stick. Star Wars. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a former Rangers defenseman. Uh, Rajo Rootsalainen. Of course he is. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah, but of course Handsome knows that. Um, so, okay, so that uh, podcast will be available for you. Uh, the UK End Zone podcast, be on the lookouts for that one. Like I say, also NFL.com, the Hugh Jackman interview. And, of course, also at NFL.com, the two fellas sitting here in Studio 66 and the man behind the glass teamed up a DDFP team effort to give you the Game of Thrones, the Seven Kingdoms NFL roster. Right. Now, this is if the people in Game of Thrones had to be stuck on a, a pro football team, what uh, what positions they would play, who would coach, so on right. and so forth. And it's been met with uh, great response thus far. Eh, so Hansel? far, 99% of it has been positive. There's the uh, I always enjoy the, the, the comments on NFL.com where people are, who have read the entire thing tell you what a waste of time it is. <laughs> um, but uh, but mm-hmm. that, that's to be expected. Talking about, you know, should Wolverine, is Wolverine allowed to play with his claws out? Um, I think our linebacking core could, you know, they they have a significant advantage with the fact that they can fly and breathe fire. Yeah, Khaleesi's three dragons are are who are. I like you guys speak. went, like you guys went with the four three on that one. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we well, have to figure modern. out. We're you modern. Know. You know, that's yeah. you, you as as a GM, you're, the thing you have to do is fit your talent. To, right. to the field. We're not obstinate like right. that. We're not. We're not. You're uh, not one of those coaches like no. I'm a three four wherever no, I go. No, 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 no. We're not like Mike D'Antoni was with the Lakers. Uh, you know, like well, I play my system. You you have to accommodate what I want, not the other way around. Right. Not Don, not us. Don Shula won a Super Bowl. Went in fact had a perfect season with with Jim Kick and Larry Zonker, and then yeah. you know ten years later, Dan Marino was throwing the rock all over the field. Yeah, like, you've got to be versatile. What do we think to though? You know, here one thing I do want to talk about. Have we gotten into the charade? Have I mentioned the the annual charade that we now live in here in the in the teens of the 21st century that when you draft a quarterback you know we talk a lot about 20 years ago if you draft a quarterback then in almost every single case that guy would learn at the knee of the incumbent QB for probably a year to maybe even four years before he took over the starting gig now in the win immediately because of uh, the contracts, the way they're structured and so on you immediately. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, it's almost certain that he'll start. And I don't care what, and by the way, all these teams who drafted a quarterback in the first round can say whatever they want, including the Jaguars saying, Oh yeah, no, we're going to put uh, Blake borders on the shelf for a year. I, I bet you that is not the case. Yeah, he I very think- well may win the gig, but that charade really, bothers me mike silver has a great piece up there on uh, nfl.com that you can look up as well 
it's very strange this requirement to for the player to bend to that like hey I'm just here to learn you know I just want to earn my spot on this team and uh, go from there and I want to learn from uh, from this guy and the teams go like hey well uh, hey Johnny football you know he's Look, he's a backup, and he better uh, come to grips with that fact. Well, look, it's I, nonsense. It is nonsense, but uh, but on the other hand, uh, it's May twenty first, so we're all looking for a story to write or tell about sure. the NFL at the moment. The part, the thing for me, I think the Browns have been pretty honest. They've said right now, Brian Hoyer knows our offense better than anyone else. Of course, he does. He, he, Johnny Manziel's been exposed to it for five days or something like that at this point, and and I think Tyler Thigpen's their backup. Of course, he knows it better. He's played in the NFL. All they've said is, right now, Johnny Manziel's our third quarterback. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because if they play the game today, would you really want to throw him out on the field? When it comes to September the 5th or whatever day they, they But there's play no their threat of game, them playing a game at well, Memorial exactly. Day. So, so Exactly. So, But when it comes to September 5th, I suspect that they will have gone through training camp. Johnny Manziel will have outperformed Brian Hoyer, who's got a, a bad knee, and Tyler Thigpen, who's been a career backup or third string you know, best. And when it comes to opening day, they'll say, and now Johnny Manziel's the best quarterback on our roster, and therefore he will start. I, I just don't see what the big outcry is right now. I, I, because it's annoying, because it's a, uh, like it's I say, it's a what, show. They're putting on this weird show, and for whose benefit, right. I'm not sure. But it's different to what the Jags have said, where they've, they, you know, the Browns haven't said Johnny Manziel will not be our starter. The Jags, to your point, have said, Blake Bortles, we're going we're gonna to season him and sit him for, a, for this year. That, that doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Like, no, Ch- again, indeed. Chad Henney and- is, we all know who Chad right. Henney is. His ceiling and his floor are pretty close together, and he's about the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL. It's how E.J. Manuel, who's coming up, it wins a job because he's a first-round right. talent, and the same goes for Russell Wilson, even though he's a third-round draft pick. Once he gets out there, oh, yeah, of course we have to start this guy. He's better than the other ones, exactly. and I, I presume that that's going to be the case. That's how it's going to show up for both of those all- guys. And, look, and then at that point, then... They have, you know, you've given your rookie the confidence of, hey, look, we didn't, we didn't think we were going to have to start you, but you performed so well during training camp, and then, then they have that charge of of confidence of like, oh yeah, cool, okay, I'm I'm the man here. All right, I earned my spot. Well, uh, we're recording on Thursday afternoon here from Culver City, California. Last night, Wednesday night, as we do every week, the Top 100 Show on NFL Network airs, and Lightning Rod Tony Romo was uh was of course the hot uh, the hot item there. He always is really handsome for future reference. If you're ever looking for something on NFL, here's something for all aspiring football talkers or writers or anything else. Just talk about Tony Romo well, because that, it's an end, uh, a subject that apparently the public has an endless appetite for. You're it's exactly amazing. right. And it, and so in in my role I said, hey, look, we've got a good opportunity to talk about Tony Romo. So I asked people to do an instant debate today on NFL.com, which you can find up there now, I'm sure. And we asked the question, is Tony Romo, you know, is he a a top 10 quarterback? And it was terrific. You weighed in, having obviously been on the show. Greg Rosenthal, Adam Shine, you know, all all of our big guns weighed in. The one name missing, Elliot Harrison. I really want to know what he thinks. <laughs> on this, the greatest on the, Romopologist of them all. I just I don't know whether he would whether he'd say he's a top ten quarterback or not. Recused himself from did this not, event. Did, I mean, you know, I I really just I need to know whether Elliot thinks he's a top ten quarterback or not. But seriously, I'm not sure. But but seriously, what I mean, th- this endless. You know, first of all, so Wednesday night, so he's number 71 is Tony Romo, which puts him 10 spots ahead of Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, who in a season and a half has gotten to one Super Bowl and came within two inches of winning it with uh, a pass in the end zone to Michael Crabtree, and then a year later almost sends the team back to the Super Bowl with almost the identical uh, situation, you know, underthrows a ball by a, a whisker. And in the meantime, though, keeps that team humming. And Tony Romo, nine seasons in with it. By the way, let me just I, – I, all I need are my eyeballs. He's empirically not good. But if you want to apply some numbers to it – I mean, he's, he's empirically fun to watch, but he's also a choker. There's a, it can't be debated. And then some people will say, look at his, uh, his passer rating in the fourth quarter. Here's some other numbers for you. He is one in six lifetime in, in week 17 – and in the postseason. Week 17, right. based on the Cowboys and the competitive, perennially competitive NFC East, that Week 17 game, as we know, has often meant a playoff trip or not. He's 1-6 in, in those games combined. And 
in since 2011, he's thrown eight interceptions in one possession games with under four minutes left in regulation. Yeah, exactly. That's bad. So everyone else points to those fourth quarter stats and says, look, he's a great fourth quarter player. He compares with any of the, the greats. No, he doesn't because he doesn't win those games. Like It's, it's wonderful that you've got amazing stats because you brought a team almost back in the fourth quarter, but the, the eight interceptions and the one and six record are the, the, the ones that actually tell the story of he nearly did it, but he choked in the end. That's right. And, and people say, well, he, you know, he has a terrible defense. You know who else has had a terrible defense? Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't seem to stop him from getting that team to the playoffs every year at right. least. And has Aaron Rodgers played with anyone as many talented pass catchers as he's had? Has he played with anyone as good as Des Bryant, as talented as Des Bryant? Has, uh, does, has Aaron Rodgers played with a pass catcher who is a lock for the Hall of Fame like Jason Witten is? I, it's, when people cry about uh, the cupboard is bare, Tony has to do everything. The offensive line is terrible. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's won two Super Bowls behind a bad offensive line. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl behind a bad offensive line. And also, the slippery uh, argument that uh, that Rome apologists will try to use is, well, I mean, come on, listen, he's great. Look at it. He's one of the all-time greats in terms of quarterback efficiency. And look at his numbers. And you can stack those up with anybody. And then you say, yeah, he has one playoff win. That's not acceptable. Look at the other guys who are in there. That you know, Steve Young has a Super Bowl. He has a high quarterback rating. And you can start listing people. Right. Hold on, hold on. I'm not comparing him to Steve Young, who's in the Hall of Fame. Well, what are we talking about? Right, then? exactly. You know, are, and then they'll go with, "Hey, do you think what do you think Alex Smith would do on that Dallas Cowboys team? They'd go three and thirteen with him." Yeah, that's what makes Tony Romo a Shakespearean tragedy. No, it's not interesting to say Alex Smith isn't that. We know what Alex Smith is. Nine years into Tony Romo, yes, he is an intoxicating mix of dynamic and distinctive. He doesn't really remind you of just about any other football player. Maybe to, maybe the closest comparison, I guess, would be maybe Russell Wilson. I think some Brett Favre to him. He's got, you know, he, I guess. Early, early early period Brett Favre with, you know, and, and all the same flaws as well. You know, yeah, the, and the, Brett Favre, guess what? Brett Favre threw away any number of huge games and critical moments in the postseason at the end of regular seasons. But at least Brett Favre won some playoff games. Right. He won some, he, it, it Again, I know it's not uh, – listen, it's a team game, Dave. You don't understand what it's about. Yeah, he's been the starting quarterback on nine different Cowboys teams now, and one of which went 13-3. and three. He's been on some good teams. They got dumped by Eli Manning. He's thrown away so many games. Nine years is more than enough. Now he's 34 with a bum back, and I've talked to a couple of people who would know about such matters. The specific injury slash – uh, repair that he uh, has undergone and now the reports are oh he's looking good and he's fine and he and he's ready to roll is that it's a very fragile situation that one although he could be apparently fine one little move one little hit can put him right back into a bad spot it's a it's a it's a very precarious sort of injury and he's 34 to boot all of a sudden now brighter days lay ahead right. i don't think so I, I think the johnny football pick the one time jerry jones had an opportunity to do something he always likes to make the splashier uh, signings and draft picks and everything else and then this one he looked more conservative and wise on this one but it might prove that Johnny Football was the right pick and he might have let a Lone Star State guy get away. Yeah and and we all know how difficult it is to find you know that quarter when when Tony Romo eventually moves away from the NFL and retires. What if he gets hurt at the end by the end it, if he yeah what if or, or what if they're just lousy in 2014 right. they'll regret. Well they've got Brandon Whedon. Oh, that, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. But, yeah. I mean, so he's he's 71. I think that makes him the 12th-ranked quarterback in this list. Right. Which is about right for Tony Romo now. I mean, he's not awful, and we've, we've pointed That's out right. his flaws. I think I think if you said – I don't think I would argue with anyone who said Tony Romo is the 12th-best quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't even necessarily – I mean, I, you have to look at the rest of the list, but I don't think 71's too high. It's the highest he's ever been on a top 100 list, I think, so far through his career. He's not going to get any higher than that. I don't think that we – you know, based on his back and his age, I think he's probably only going to go down from here. But is he the 12th-best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I look at it this way. You know, there uh, there's a line that must be drawn between not ju- not the stand in the pocket, uh, you know, classic kind of uh, tall statue guys, which are Brady and Peyton Manning are probably the uh, the the two examples of that. But let's say there's an iron five. Do you sign off on the notion that the best five quarterbacks are beyond dispute at least until 2014 gets going? I go Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, 
Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger. And I know people call me a homer for including Ben Roethlisberger in that, but you cannot argue with the fact that three Super Bowls in ten professional seasons, two victories in the Super Bowl. I don't know how that can uh, be argued. After that, though, there's another group, and Russell Wilson is the only one to wear a ring on his finger from this group. But of those young guys, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, I wouldn't put Ryan Tannehill in there, but the, I'm now giving you my right. six through nine. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about those guys in RG3, the sample size isn't large enough. One season, great. Next season, basically a zero. So we can't put him in there. But what those guys share in common, along with the ability to run around and, and uh, you know, improvise in a way that most of the guys I named already can't, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger, is those guys are still on their rookie deals. And I think it's unfair to sort of say, well, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady don't have the depth uh, that the Seattle Seahawks do, so it's hard to do. Yeah, that's right. When Russell Wilson and Cam Newton and Andrew Luck get their $20 million deals inevitably, it's going to corrupt the the, of the rest of the roster, yep. the depth of the roster. So it's kind of uh, we have to kind of wait on – we can bash – including Romo and Matt Ryan and Jay Cutler to some degree and Joe Flacco and Eli Manning, but they're all in those big deal. Right. They're, they're in that second contract, that $20 million contract. And so they have to step up and play better because there aren't, there there aren't the options behind them. There isn't the depth in roster and make the players around them play better. And that's why I think your top five, I I agree with, but one, and I'm, and I'm not just picking on him. I, I think I'd put Andrew Luck ahead of Ben Roethlisberger because Andrew Luck, based on just you know small sample size so far, makes the players around him better, and and I think that's a that's a key ingredient. I don't know if I buy that. Oh really? He makes the players better around him. He didn't do that to Trent Richardson. Well, all right, maybe not Trent Richardson, but he was a little <laughs> beyond. I'm talking about his receivers. I'm talking about you know making the offensive line better than the sum of its parts. What? Well, well, I mean, I you know we can get into that conversation, but that you think Ben Roethlisberger doesn't. Uh, cover up the hideous state of the offensive line he's played behind for the last seven years? I think he... I don't think he does as good a, jo- a job of it as Andrew. What Lee. about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers Aaron has Rodgers also played does, behind so a lousy line. he's number one on the list. All I right, agree well, with that's you. Fair. I'm oh, not, yeah, I'm you're, not you're disagreeing not... with that. All I'm saying is that if you took my top five, your, it would be four out of five would be the same. I'd put uh, Luck ahead of Roethlisberger. Yes, Black Tie. Guys, I know it's a quarterback league, and I know Romo is 71 on this list, but other names on this list, right? Akib Tlaib comes in at number 79, which makes him the sixth best cornerback in the league based on this list. I want you guys, is that right? Do you have five cornerbacks who are better than Akib Tlaib? We counted them out on the uh, Top 100 show with Tlaib, and he was pretty, you know, he, of course, has the swagger and says he should be number one, but also respects. In fact, I asked him, uh, you know, in his, you know, trying to make a case for him, I said, is there any other corner in the league who could do what you did against Jimmy Graham when you guys played the Saints last year, which is to say just take him away, man up. You know, other teams Mm -hmm. bracketed him with two DBs and went to that extreme. But they just, you know, basically Belichick just said, hey, Tlaib, take away Jimmy Graham all day, and that's exactly what he did. I was surprised. Tlaib said, yeah, I think if Patrick Peterson or Darrell Rivas did their homework in the week leading up to that game, they could do the same thing. But all right, so there are those two. There's Richard Sherman, of course, is definitely going to be number one. I assume Revis is going to show up there, Revis sort of as sh- a, he's got to show up ahead of. Ahead yeah, of I know it's it's a it's it's a moving target with uh, with the NFL players who vote on the top 100 list. A lot of these things are lifetime achievement awards, and I think Darrell Revis he had a fine 2013, but I don't think it's worthy of putting him ahead of a Keeb Talib. But I think he will end up being there. Oh, and Joe Hayden, that's the other one. That's five, right? Did I just give you five yep, names? You gave us five. I think that's I, reasonable. I don't know that Joe Hayden deserves that. I I, I think that's oh, one he of does. those. That's a reputation thing. But you know, that's uh, how many people really ask zeroed a, in ask on AJ what, Green. I that's exactly right. That's the game everybody points to is that yep. he is that he froze out AJ Green in a game last year. And but Black Tie's not gonna like hearing this. I think Patrick Peterson is a little overrated on this list. Patrick Peterson so far he's made some sensational plays. He's a great returner. Well that's part I, of the that ha- you can't you can't remove yeah, that. He's course, a fo- course, from his pe- football deeds. Right now we seem to be having a lot of conversations and you know, Richard Sherman and Darrell Revis have gone back and forth for about twelve months at this point and we've we've talked a lot about who are the top five corners in the league. Peterson keeps going into that I'm not talking about necessarily top 100, but that conversation. I I don't think that 
that people are as afraid of throwing his way as they are with some of those other guys on the list. I would say, because hmm. he came out recently saying he's worth more than Sherman. Right. Well, Wiki was asked a question, and obviously but he I, said I, he was whenever worth Whenever people... I don't but, yeah, it was taken out of context a bit, but there is a point to what he's saying in the sense that he's not just a cornerback. Right. But I agree with you, and he's not as technically sound as a Sherman or a Revis or maybe even a Hayden. Like, right. he's exactly. probably the most athletic of the group, and there's still that youth aspect to him that, you know... He could get better, but as of right now, I don't think he does make more mistakes. I would. He's say more Dion than he is Darrell Revis, yes. though, because he doesn't uh, he doesn't cut the physically intimidating figure right. that some of those DBs do. Exactly. But uh, yeah. talking about that, wait, and, I don't know about they, that though. He's about six two two twenty. I don't mean physically his. I don't mean his body type. I mean he is not somebody who's inclined to stick his head in there and and uh, mix so, it up all game. Yeah, long. it's not gonna. Try to make those run tackles. At the other time. end of the scale, an older cornerback who who I'm I was pleased to see on the list, although you know a little further down was Brent Grimes. I think he had a great season last year. He's obviously a Miami Dolphin, so I have an interest in him. But he came back from a pretty significant knee injury and is undersized, but he plays a lot bigger than and he, you know he's another guy who had a good game against AJ Green. Yeah, this list it it does make me crazy, and I I mean I fear what names may pop up specifically with the quarterback uh, situation there. Now that Romo's at seventy one, the mind reels about what may lay ahead right. there. I, all I know is if Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco make this list, shame on the list. That neither one of them should be on the list for their deeds in twenty thirteen. And what is it for twenty thirteen? Or is well, it and going, going into, into 2014? It's going yeah, into in 2014. So, it's, so I don't think it's just based on your 2013 performance. Well, let's it's just let's on... let's play this game real quick. Just uh, just by the way, no one ever really figures this out. What exactly the top? No, it, I don't. I think it's been made clear a few times over. Actually, it, it yeah. is. It's like if you were assembling the list for the 2014 it's, season. Exactly. That's, so that yes, makes of course, it's based on 2013. But I don't know that. That, that's it's the idea of this, but I don't know whether the players who are the ones who vote on this, that none of this comes from, from you know NFL media yeah. group or anything. I don't know that the players are necessarily thinking that way because they're probably thinking, I played this guy last year and that's how I'm making I, my choices. I believe that so that is I, the, the way they do it. the intention and the outcome, maybe not exactly And the I'm same also thing. sure, like, Troy Polamalu is going to appear on this list again, whether or not you thought he had a great right. 2013, his last three years. I mean, last year was he he certainly had his uh, his moments and had uh, some, some nice stretches in, in consecutive games, but he's not what he was five years ago. But, right. yeah, he's going to show up on this list because NFL players admire and respect him. Um, real quick, though, Tony Romo, before uh, EJ calls in, let's do this. Tony Romo versus. Tony Romo versus Matt Ryan. Who would you rather have? Romo, Romo over uh, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, black tie. I would rather have, it depends on my team, but I would, <laughs> I would have to go with Romo. I Romo would, is more dynamic. No, you don't, you don't get to, I'd rather know my team. That's sort of the way I play it. When people poo-poo, I'll say it for the millionth time, when people poo-poo, how could you have Ben Roethlisberger against blank? How could you have him against Drew Brees? Because I apply the silly hypothetical, if the Earth's survival was on the line, would you rather have Drew Brees? If you didn't know, what the, if you didn't know where the game was going to be played or who you were playing against and who your pass catchers were going to be, would you take Drew Brees over Ben Roethlisberger? I highly doubt that. The world hangs in the balance, black tie. Are you taking Peyton Manning over, uh, who, uh, who we've watched repeatedly throw big games away? Would you put him over Roethlisberger? I don't think so. So sort of apply that standard. Matt Ryan over Romo. I think you're right. I think Romo is the correct answer there. I, t- I mean, Ryan, you know what you're going to get. Romo, you can get something sensational. The world the world may be saved by Tony Romo. Phil Rivers versus Tony Romo, handsome. I'd take Romo. Really? I love Phil Rivers. Oh, I mean, I'm a I'm huge Rivers. Phil Rivers fan, but when you talk about it in that, you know, if you put Phil Rivers on a solid team, I'd rather have Phil Rivers. But if you're talking... What if it's cold out? You don't know. So if you're trying to account for, like, I don't know what the possibilities are of where this game's going to be played. I'd rather have Phil Rivers if it were cold outside. I know he plays in Sandy. Because I just buy him as a rugged sword. I'll always admire him for running out there on that bum leg in the in the AFC title game against the Patriots. You'd str- I, I would struggle to find a player that I prefer in the NFL right now to Phil Rivers. I'm, a, I'm his biggest fan. But, I, but if you again, if you're saying one game, I think I'd take Tony Romo. Black tie? Before this last season, definitely Romo. After this season with Rivers back, I would have to go Rivers too. He's just more fiery, you know. I love the fire. It's, it's, you got body, to language, right. body language, he's my winner. I'll go into battle with that guy. 
there's no I don't even have to say names like Cam Newton, right? We're no, definitely no. would take Cam we'd take Cam over Tony. So that's really to me, that's the ultimate Joe argument. Flacco. To me, you're not even gonna put if it, how good is Tony Romo? How how um desperately are you gonna defend the honor of Tony Romo when it's like, well, is he better than the first six or seven names I throw or eight names I throw out at you? How about Colin Kaepernick? He's gotta be the high end possibility that somebody would say I'd put Romo ahead of that guy I would you I wouldn't put Romo I don't think so either I don't think and those are and and I think impenetrably inarguably Rodgers Brady Peyton Roethlisberger Breeze Luck Newton Russell Wilson are definitely all ahead of him Colin Kaepernick I think most of us would take I think you know so then uh, what's the argument I was sorry so we're debating whether he's the 14th best or the 15th best it's it's he certainly doesn't belong in a conversation among the best quarterbacks in the league he's somewhere between 11 and 15 Uh, Dave this is a fun conversation but I feel really guilty having this without Elliot in the room (laughs) it's just not satisfying (laughs) it's not as much fun I would like to get we should do that with Elliot I want to get his honest like are you on Tony Romo here Jimmy just give you a couple more real fast here Joe Flacco black tie you brought him up Tony Romo correct I agree with that Romo's more dynamic for sure I need playmakers I don't want a guy who's mm. I gotta go Romo again I gotta go Romo again if Eli Manning were the Dallas Cowboys quarterback no, over no, the no, last no, nine you're, years, no, you're changing. You're the game. right. You're right. You're right. You're no, right. You're changing the game. All right. Well, listen. Based on my silly hypothetical, then I'll take Eli every day. He's won games that he had no business winning. He was on. I, you can say that was the pass rush that uh, Strahan and company created against Brady in the first Super Bowl and the defensive line in the second. But the, he won games that he had no business winning. Right. But then, based on what he did last year, he also lost games he had no business losing. True. All right, but let, now let's. Um, now I'm giving you a different hypothetical. Eli Manning is on the Dallas Cowboys for the last nine years as their starting quarterback. Would they have fared better, worse, or the same? They'd have gone to more playoffs than I don't know that they. I don't know he'd have two Super Bowl rings, but they would have gone to more. If playoffs If that's true, than, then what are we even arguing? What's the what? What are people then leaning on when they defend Tony Romo? If people think Eli Manning is superior to him, and I mean, I because I agree with you. But okay, and I'm I'm. Role playing Elliot Harrison. A I know you bit are. Here. I know that this isn't necessarily. This doesn't come naturally to me, but I am going to say that what you're still talking. If you're still talking about that exact same Cowboys roster that Jerry Jones has built, yes. then I don't know that th- there's a lot more to overcome than just the quarterback position. All right, Jerry Jones has had a has had a top ten at times quarterback playing for him over the last ten years. What he hasn't had is a good defense. A decent offensive line at times. Don't change. Don't change I'm reality. Not... Now, don't just fall back on what the last th- two, three years have been. That defense has been good. It has been in good. Tony Romo's. It he's has... been there for nine years. Right. There's going to be turnover. It has been good during his time there, and that was when Wade Phillips was head coach. And then uh, Jerry Jones made the smart decision to appoint Jason Garrett and get rid of a lot of that defense and draft how he drafted. And oh look, the defense isn't quite as good anymore. What about two more, and then we'll move on. RG three. For I'll the next, f- let's say, the next two years. I'll you, go you- first. Um, I'll go RG3. I'm expecting a big year from RG3 this season. Fully healthy. He has that. He has legitimate deep threats, you know, Deshaun and Pierre Garçon. And he has a cannon, has those legs. Granted, he's probably not going to lo- use the legs as much. But I just think he screams like big plays. Of course I he's going to have plays. a big year. He's basically the coach of the team. He hired the coach. <laughs> I mean, like he's, he may, you know, may as well call him like co- co-owner of the Redskins. Everybody who's super excited about the Redskins in 2014, that is that is the – I sorry to put the asterisk on him, but Jay Gruden's their coach. We don't know well, what that's going to be. Well, Jay Gruden and RG3 together. Yes, although true. it's not official, but RG3 Well, that'll will go be, great. A third-year QB. Yeah. RG3's daily press conference. I'm sure we'll be we'll be back again, and we'll be hearing a lot from him about how you know how how the team is doing and and how he's coaching the team, all that stuff. I would take RG3 in that uh, head-to-head. How about you, Hansel? I probably would as well. All right, and uh, and Jay Cutler. I'd honestly, if that was it, if if it was like the world is down to that decision, I would say. I'm gonna bow out. Let's just let's just cancel this and move to Mars. Is there any chance I could jump on a shuttle out to yeah. uh, to a satellite? I'll just live exactly. up. I'll live out this my is, days this, up there. That's one a better... way or another, even if it was Romo against Cutler, that the world would end. Handsome. What about Ryan Tannehill versus uh, Tony Romo? Would you be happier you know if you what? knew and that if they if you if you walked out of this room and you said I can't believe it? They they, they I can't believe well whoever heard of this the Hickster. 
has decided for one of his first big moves as GM of the Miami Dolphins, has decided to trade Ryan Tannehill away for straight, straight up, up for, for Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. Would you feel happy or sad? First of all, thank you for using the hickster. We're trying to get that, sure. that moving on. Um, no, I wouldn't. I You know what? Actually, Ryan Tannehill, remind, his his style of play at times reminds you a little bit of Tony Romo with that, like, you know, he can make a play out he's of nothing. Run he's got to run more. That's his biggest problem. Well, exactly. He needs to yeah. use the, his assets. And I, I, I think the, the new offense may may allow him to do that. I wouldn't. I would. I would take. Ta- I mean, like I'm a homer, but I would take Tannehill over Romo because I think he I, he shows some of the traits of Romo from seven or eight years ago. Hey, uh, black tie. If we're if there's any objective, black tie. You're a homer, maybe a little bit. You're colored by the turquoise uh, colored glasses. But if there's an actual conversation to be had, who's better between X and Ryan Tannehill? Then that guy is right. officially not worthy of consideration for whatever we want to call it the top five the top six or uh, elite or whatever else yeah i agree i'd definitely go romo over Tannehill. you would i, I would for right. sure i probably would too but i you know i still feel like ryan Tannehill has a chance you know as charles clay started to emerge last year mike wallace will see this is a big year this for is a him. huge year for for wallace and for Tannehill. Yeah, but I feel like that uh, let's not, I, I, you know, I would not be surprised if by October or November of this year, the football world is saying, well, of course, Tannehill over Romo. Come on, you know. Hey, uh, I've got one for you. Yes. EJ Manuel or Tony Romo. Oh. Segway. Uh, difficult, difficult. I, you know what? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying because EJ Manuel is coming up. Uh, he's on the phone now. All right. I'll, I don't care. He can hear. Listen. Sample size isn't large enough. How can I possibly know? He didn't. He wasn't out there enough. I think there's a chance that he'll do that, and he'll have Sammy Watkins. So that's pretty much playing with a guy like Des Bryant, a guy a top end talent. So now he has that weapon. Now it's a fair fight for EJ Manuel against Tony Romo and the rest of the NFL. All right, Black Tie. Enough's enough. Let's get to it. Dave. Dave. Dig this, handsome Hank. We have the uh, the man under center for the Buffalo Bills on the line right now. Things uh, are looking up there, up in upstate New York. Here he is, everybody. It's EJ Manuel. What's the poop, fella? Hey, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing well, but not as good as you because you got Sammy Watkins, the clear-cut, oh, yeah. uh, at least uh, based on what the scouts are saying, the clear-cut best pass catcher available in the draft from a couple weeks ago. How you feeling about that? Oh, I feel great. You know, I was extremely excited to uh, to see us go and get Sammy like we did in the draft and uh, to be the quarterback, you know, obviously of our offense, you know, getting an addition like that at wide receiver, at a, you know, at a young age in my career just like his, you know, it's huge for me. So, uh you know he he's going to blend in great with uh, the young guys that we have, and we're going to we're going to do a lot better this year in the passing game. What do you make of uh, your mentor, your QB guru, is now saying? You know, and listen, obviously he's in your camp, so he wants to see this happen. But how do you react to the talk about that you are, according to Steve Calhoun, have taken your game to another level, and you might even make a Pro Bowl this year? That's uh, the sort of the high end that he's projecting for you. What's your response to that? Yeah, well, obviously Steve and I are very close. You know, been, we've been working together, you know, for, uh, you know, two years now. And, um, you know, I think he and I both know the, you know, the, uh, I guess, the direction that I'm heading, you know, as far as my game and the, the work that we put in this off season. So um, I don't have much to say about it. I think the biggest thing is to go out there and play, win games, and, you know, let things, you know, fall, let the chips fall how they may. But, uh, I know I'm very, you know, I'm very ready, you know, for this upcoming season. How surprised, I know you've answered this a million times already, but now a year and two weeks removed from it, how surprised were you when your name got called when it did in 2013? Were you, uh, did you anticipate anything like that? Were you looking at the first round even? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had an idea I would go in the first round. Um, you know, I thought it was three teams that were interested in me, you know, as far as being the quarterback that they may take early in the draft. Uh, but for me, the biggest thing was having my family there. My mom is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to uh, go to the draft and she was healthy, you know, I definitely want to do that for her, you know, and the rest of my family so we can enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've been watching the draft since I was six years old, you know. So, so, so to be able to be in Radio City and, uh, you know, partake of it, you know, actually in person was, was everything for us. Hey, EJ, can you fill us in? What um, does EJ stand for? No, fans don't know. What, what is EJ? <laughs> 
PJ actually stands for Eric Junior. Uh, I'm a you know I'm a junior. Obviously, my dad is senior, but a lot of people assume my middle name is a J, hmm. so they'll call me Eric James or Eric something with a J. So. Uh, you know, all they got to do is ask, and it definitely stands for Eric Jr. Though. And no periods between E and J? No periods, nope. All right. I like that. So that's a decision you make. So when you filled out your SAT test or whatever, you didn't have to put the periods <laughs> in there, right? Well, actually, I put my real name. Oh, Eric uh, Jr., right. Yeah. As far as, yeah, growing up, growing up in the house, um, you know, my parents and my sister always called me EJ. Just, you know, not to get it confused with my dad, so... Uh, that's kind of, you know, I was taking it since I was a little kid. And were you, Eric, when you're in trouble, are you Eric? Nope. Nah, no. my mom's not like that, man. You know, if, I, if I did something wrong, I know I did something wrong. So <laughs> she doesn't have to necessarily call me a different name for it. So uh, when I know I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. My mother used to, she used to always yell at my sisters to not laugh at me right. because that was encouraging uh, me. So, yeah, I had to deal with a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. EJ. Now, you're a Buffalo Bill, and not just one of them. You are the man under center there, the, the highest profile position. Maybe you can explain this for me. I've talked to, you know, I've talked to Stevie Johnson in the past about it. In fact, I, I talked to Andre Reid about it at the draft. No one seems to be able to figure this out. The city okay. in which you play is Buffalo, named for the majestic right. beast that once roamed the plains. The team is named Buffalo Bills after Buffalo Bill, the man primarily responsible for nearly rendering said beast extinct from the face of the earth. Why is that so? Oh, man. Why does that happen? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think just, you know, from being at the Bills, I've always been called the Buffalo Bills. I think it just it goes together now. So, you know, if I, I felt like if we called ourselves something else, it wouldn't even sound right. So, hmm. to be honest, you kind of just taught me something as far as, you know, the Buffalo Bills <laughs> thing, but... You know, I think it has a great ring for it. So, I'll like <laughs> well, the good news is too that you got that new throwback uniform to wear. Good thing you didn't have to play during the era when it was that head-to-toe ugly navy getup, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely like the throwbacks that we have. I, I think we have some of the you know the better color combinations in the league. Obviously, red, white, red, white, and blue. Uh, shout out to USA, but uh, you know, I think we have some great uniforms. <laughs> Now, what do you, have, are you aware at all of the Top 100 show that the NFL were, uh, Network is doing currently, ranking the Top 100 players? Uh, I'm, I know of the show, yes. All right, yes. Uh, thus far, bad news, you didn't make it right now, but that's not to say your one season right. and very few rookies do get in there. In the meantime, though, what would be your, say, top three quarterbacks? If you had to vote on just the quarterbacks, how would you rank those top three? Uh, right now in the NFL, I think you have to go with uh, the Sheriff, Peyton Manning. Hmm. Um, I would say second, Aaron Rodgers. And third can be truly a toss-up because there's so, so many greats you know, in the game. So you have uh, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady, of course. Um, you, you can throw Russell Wilson in there now that he's won the Super Bowl. and mm-hmm. you know, He's accomplishing a lot you know, early in his career. So uh, there's a lot, of, lots of great tape out there to watch for, uh, the, you know, for a young quarterback like myself. But yeah, I, I but definitely – uh, I watch Aaron Rodgers quite a bit. I'll tell you what, though. It's interesting to me, and not unlike you, really, the guy behind you there, now Jameis Winston, is also cuts a similar figure to this guy. The guy who, to me, you remind me most of, successful NFL quarterback, is Ben Roethlisberger. Have you ever heard that before? Right. No doubt about it. I, I actually try to emulate some of Ben. Uh, and I, obviously it's hard when you try to narrow down three quarterbacks you know, within the, the whole mm-hmm. NFL, but I think Ben is right up there with those guys. Um, you know, he's won Super Bowl. He, he's proven, you know, he's a great quarterback. He's a big guy as well. And, uh, you know, it's, he's hard for uh, these defenders to take down. So I definitely try to take some parts of his game and put it in tomorrow. Um, and I noticed on Twitter you also, along with celebrating with uh, multiple exc- exclamation points, the pick of Sammy Watkins, you also recently posted your thoughts on Godzilla. How say you? Well, I thought it was pretty good. You know, actually mm-hmm. I was in uh, New York City over the weekend, and you know how they have those little videos you know, in the taxi cabs and things. And the guy was saying that the movie was horrible, but, you know, I wanted to go see it for myself. And, you know, I had my own opinion. I thought it was pretty good. So, uh, you know, kudos to whoever produced that movie. It was a great movie to me. What are you? Are you a, a, a disaster movie guy? What's the sort of thing you like to look at? Huh. I think it can go both ways. I, I kind of like the, you know, the factual historical movies, like Saving Private Ryan. That's one of my mm. favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I could go all the way to like Men in Black. You know, I'm a huge Will Smith fan, or something that Denzel Washington's in. Like, remember the Titans? 
another kind of history type movie. So uh, I'm all over the spectrum, though. I have respect for all, all type of theater. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah, we love talking about movies and TV here on this show. Maybe we could check in with you periodically over the course of the summer to give us your reviews on uh, some of the big blockbusters yeah, yeah, here. You looking forward to uh, some of the superhero stuff coming up here? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, The Avengers was probably really one of my first, you know, superhero type movies I got into outside of like Batman or and everyone was really into Spider-Man, but I know that one just came out as well with Jamie Foxx as a, a new addition to it. So I think that will probably be the next one I go check out. Um, real quick, uh, just want to make uh, mention to, of, of this thing. We talk a lot here also on the show about body language because our producer, Black Tie Behind the Glass, is a body language expert. And why don't I just let him tell you the good news? Black Tie, let EJ know. All right, what's going on, EJ? You know, last year at the Combine, you know, I was out there on the field. You yourself was out there. Geno Smith was out there. And then, and the one thing that really stood out to me was the body language. Like, Geno, Geno, you know, he's young. He can probably get a lot better. But Geno had a little thing going on where I wasn't necessarily feeling. Let's put it that way. But you, on the other hand, I was like, oh, this is a guy who I, I can see stepping into a huddle and, you know, commanding the respect of a team. So my question is to you, are you cognizant of that? Are you cognizant of how you carry yourself when you're in a locker room, on the field, you know, in front of reporters? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that Coach Hackett and uh, Coach Downing, my quarterback coach, always keep us cognizant of thinking about your body language. You know, if a play goes bad in practice, you know, it's practice. That's, you know, that's kind of the time where you're supposed to – If you, you don't want it to go bad, but if it does, so what? <laughs> you know, just come back and do it again. You know, so I think that's huge, especially, you know, for your teammates and being a young guy, man, you can't, you know, allow those guys to see that you're not confident. You know, you always have to exude confidence, even when you're sometimes unsure you know, still act confident and then just go out there and make a play on your own. So you do, so you are aware, did you a couple of years ago kind of look at Cam Newton with the towel on his head in the post game, so much being made of that and said, just don't do that. Do you file that sort of thing away of like, that's not the way to behave? Right. Well, not specifically, you know, Cam situation, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're all competitors. I think sometimes we, we put a lot on ourselves to do well and do great. And when we don't, you know, it's frustrating, but I think uh, the biggest thing that we have to learn, especially young in our careers, like Cam is as well, um, you can't show that you know publicly, or you can't show that to your teammates. You can't let those guys see that you're flustered, uh, because if they see you flustered, then you know everybody's going to jump ship. Everybody's going to be worried. So. Um, I appreciate that comment, though, or that compliment. Well, when he is the body language expert, at least on this show, so yeah, it is high, as high a compliment right. as you could get <laughs> there. Um, let me give you a hypothetical. It's November okay. on the Saturday night. EJ Manuel has some free time. It's the bye week for the Bills. Would you rather stay right. at home and watch the Seminoles in prime time, or would you rather go to a Buffalo Sabres hockey game? oh man um you know what i don't know i think uh i might have to go see my alma mater i Um, see if i could keep you know the sabers game on my phone or something like that that would be good too but uh you know i definitely love to see my boys play and do you and last question for you are you in touch with uh, Jameis winston does he seek your counsel do you get in his ear and say make sure you beat those canes or here's what i've seen here's how you can take down auburn in the big game Right. Well, yeah, Jay and I talk pretty much three times a week. He actually, uh, we were talking earlier this afternoon before I got on the horn with you guys. But, um, yeah, we have a very good relationship. We're very close. You know, we talk about obviously more than just, uh, you know, just football and, you know, the things that people see on the surface. But, you know, he's doing well. You know, he's still in baseball right now. So uh, I know he'll finish that strong and then move forward into another great football season. All right, listen, E.J. Manuel, first of all, you have an open invitation if you're ever out here in Los Angeles. I'd be more than happy to show you my Los Angeles, and, uh, and you could pay us a visit here in Studio 66. We'd love that. And, uh, and best wishes to you in the fall. And in the meantime, maybe we can check in with you, like I say, over the summer. We'll get an X-Men review. What are the other uh, superhero pictures coming out, Black Tie? Uh, we already had Spider-Man like E.J. Manuel. Oh, yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, you know what? I never saw that one. I gotta uh, get okay. that. Yeah. yeah, Spider-Man, X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformers coming out, too. Just, uh... Yeah, we don't have to talk football. You you do plenty of that uh, before and after practice and all that jazz. We'll just uh, we'll kibitz about exactly. movies and TV and all that jazz. Perfect. Sounds good. Looking all forward right. to it. Great. The great EJ, no periods in either one there. Manual, <laughs> looking to brighter days ahead in uh, in Buffalo, New York. Thanks, man. All right, thank you guys. Have a good one. Damn a shake, damn a shake, David, David, damn a shake.
Nice fella. Nice fella, handsome. Yeah, nice guy. So Eric Jr. I think he should go with that. His Wikipedia does say Eric James, though. So that threw me off. Because, of course, you have to believe Wikipedia, right? Yeah, I think. uh, Well, so now you've uh, brought to question uh, now the credibility of Wikipedia. I don't know. You've you've shaken the foundation of my uh, of my way. Um, Hey, quick shout out to a uh, a Pittsburgh listener, Ross McGowan, who uh, he and his uh, his wife just uh, made a baby. So muzzle tub to you, Ross McGowan. And uh, and thanks for the uh, for the, you know dropping me a line here and there on Twitter and for listening to the DDFP. We're much obliged for that. And, um, you know, DDFP isn't just a podcast now. It's now also a TV segment that we do. And uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we caught up for an episode of DDFP TV with the star of the new X-Men movie coming up on Friday, Days of Future Past, Hugh Jackman, Black Tie. Let's take a listen to that, shall we? Here he what is, everybody, up? Hugh Jackman. Yes. No, you don't hold them. You take whatever cookie you want. Go ahead. Cheater. I'm no, good. I'm choosing because I'm seeing you shake, okay. and I'm knowing your it's forearms heavy. are burning it's... right now. Sorry. I don't know. Look, who are you talking? Don't let's not compete. <laughs> I'm never going to keep up with you, Thanks, Hugh buddy. Jackman. Now, mm. you sound like you have an accent. Yeah, I just put it on. I don't know if you've heard it. Aussie's getting a lot of work, and, and it, ever since too. I put on the Aussie accent, I just got a hell of a lot more work. Very clever, very cagey stuff, Hugh mm, Jackman. Thank you. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, May 23rd. I can't wait for this one. I love it's them awesome, all. by the way. This is, I, you know, I'm getting all sorts of compliments on it. And it's, thank you, uh, buddy. You know, I'm red yeah. in the face with pride about it. <laughs> Let me ask you a first question about uh, pro football. What do you think, if, if Wolverine <laughs> were in the NFL, yeah. would it be a moral issue for him to use the blades in play? <laughs> No, there, I don't think Wolverine has any morals. So as long as he could get away with it, I think that's fine. Come <laughs> so on. As long as it's painful. I played rugby my whole life. I know what goes on inside the scrum. Let's not pretend Who that in those that? linemen are hitting each other, that they're all hugging each other. Come on. <laughs> I know what's going on in there. Of the NFL teams out there, mm. which mascot? I don't mean the human beings who wear the, the silly mas- outfits. All right. I mean the actual team names, Patriots, Broncos, Bears, and so on. Which would win in a fight if they all had a big fight? It's not going like to be a the, dolphin, let me tell you. <laughs> Patriot doesn't really make me quake in my boots. No, indeed. Giants, yeah, pretty good. Giant. Very big. That's, you know, that's close to the right answer. I don't know if I'd want to be on the other end of a jet if it was coming at me. That's true. A great point, but what if it's on the ground? Then good point. Really doesn't if, do the, if the keys aren't in the ignition, true. Saint is you know probably not malicious, but when we're getting into the, Miracles, to the demigod kind the of miracle thing, side of it. That's exactly good right. Good point. I think it might be a titan. Greek god, lightning yes. bolts, and immortal. What are good you going to do? Very good. I like the way we're going here. We're going deep here. It's true. It's, I'm feeling like I'm having the munchies, and we're talking about demigods. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We we're should be in, in Seattle where it's all legal, right? <laughs> exactly right. Um, do you, as Wolverine, do you know the Michigan fight song? I don't know it. I want to know it. I don't know. No, that's, no. Like, that's like a lady named Roxanne not know. knowing that the police have a song about but her. Can you, come on, give it to me, man. All right, let's sing it. Will we, will mm. we use, it's, it's hail to the victors, valiant, hail to the conquering heroes, hail, to hail. To the Wolverines are going to come out on May 23rd. Is that, that's the one, isn't it? I, I like where you were going with that. Yeah, that was Wolverine good. and X-Men, May 23rd. We're going to crush it. Yes, we will. Is Magneto in it? He is in it, yes, right? Yes, apparently. Yeah. Somewhere. He's a jerk. You know? Most of it on the cutting room floor. I, I don't mind telling you. I'm yep. secure with myself, and I find <laughs> you to be a very handsome man. Maybe the most handsome man I've ever seen. On the other hand, who do you find more handsome, yourself or Tom Brady? Oh, Tom Brady. And by the way, I've trained at a gym at 8 o'clock in the morning with Tom Brady. Really? He's handsome at 8 o'clock in the morning. Who benches more? Um, I don't know, actually, because I saw him. He was doing a lot of cardio huh. when he was there, and he had his backup quarterback with him, and I can tell you, he was pushing his backup quarterback. Like, he's just a natural competitor. He was beating him. Uh, Mind you, I suppose the backup quarterback is not allowed to beat him, but there was... <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, know but I'm place. actually going to find out. I'm guessing he'd bench more than me. Yeah, your extra probably knows better than yes, the right. bench more than you. <laughs> yeah, to, exactly. To show you up. All right, there it is. The great Thanks, man. Hugh Jackman. Thanks Another for cooking cookie. these. Please, take two or three. I've just smashed that one. I love right. it. Wonderful. Thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, so there you go. Nice fella. What a, what, you know, listen. 
as uh, as pleasant as he is handsome, that uh, Hugh Jackman. Really a sport. And um, and he enjoyed my cookies as well, which was nice. Yeah. Um, he, you can, oh, oh, DDFP TV. How do you get to it? Oh, uh, shooting the shack. NFL.com slash shooting the shack. Yes, you can see all the conversations. We had a great time with... Uh, um, with a lot of football, Patrick Peterson, who we talked about earlier, Colin Kaepernick, you can see those. Kevin uh, um, Kevin Costner's up Ooh, there. Kevin Costner has a hose. Oh, oh well, that, he does. We we did. We had a catch. I asked him if he wanted to have a catch, and and he said yes. And my heart soared. Um, what else, Black Tie? Before we wrap it up here. All right, real quick on the last episode, Dave, you said uh, just because of the way this podcast works and the flow, the urban flow of things, that you're sort of like you know the podcast version of Johnny Football. So you coined the phrase "Davy Podcast," and then yeah. you know the internet is a very talented place. You have a lot of talented. There's listeners. design. Black Tie and and his bosses would like to have us just follow the playbook. No can do. No, no, no. Improvising. Dave, you know? No, I'm Dave, all for improvising. The play breaks the down. Yeah, when the guests break down and, you know, handsome's not at his most compelling, I have to, you know, I have to, you, have to make you know, run around moves. and make he's, something out of it. He's drawing up plays in, on the desk. That's exactly right. All right. So, uh, Stefan, S at S Robbie Cano on Twitter. Everyone out, will be able to find that. <laughs> Robbie Cano? Robbie Cano? Robbie Cano. Like, either way, he made uh, he made a great photo of Davey Podcast. It's an illustration with Dave doing oh, the money S sign. Oh, S. Rabicano. S-R-A-B-I-C-A-N-O. Exactly if you I need said. to look him up. But, yeah. yeah. Right. He made a great photo with Dave doing the money sign, the Johnny Manziel money sign, with a Connect 4 in one hand and a remote control in the other. A Steelers visor and uh, a 66 wristband. So check it out. It's on Twitter. It's on Dave's Twitter and my Twitter. Yeah, why don't you retweet it, Dave? That will yeah, make it easier to find. All right, I will retweet it, and it's I awesome. love it, and thanks for that, uh, Stefan So he is the DDFB listener of the week, guys. Oh, yeah. What does oh, yeah. he get for that? Shout out. Shout out. Just a couple happened. retweets. That was you know? the prize. That yeah. seems unsatisfying. We need, we, need, we need the guys to be more interactive. I got to say, guys, you know, you see the NFL ATL podcast. Those guys, they're fans out there doing stuff I, for, you the, know what? for the podcast. For them to be mentioned in the same breath as this podcast. No, I agree. I agree. But that's why that's why the Czech Republic, you know, the rank amateurs and Hank, I forget your legion. Handsome Devils. Handsome apparently. Devils. They need to step it up. You know, they, they need to step up. Their, they step it up. How dare you attack the Czech Republic? Uh, now you guys are going to make coming? me the bad guy. Guess what's coming? <laughs> 55 black tie tweets. All I'm saying is it's a great show. It's a great audience. But, you know, those guys can chime in too, you know? All so. right. Well, listen. If, if, when it comes time to start challenging <laughs> random listeners to trivia contests, we'll uh, they'll yeah. be more involved. Yeah, but, exactly. What, what, you, what, what, how dare you? We don't you? need gimmicks. Uh, like how that, dare you? you challenge the Czech Republic by comparison. That's uh, that's like uh, comparing the UK to Grenada. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm Grenada's I'm a beautiful place. Ra- I'm trying to rally the troops, guys. You know. Just, yeah, you, but instead is. you called them out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to get ugly quick. I, right now we're recording. It's uh, it's the afternoon in, in, oh, in California. I would say by tonight you will have been buried under an, a deluge of fire black tigers. <laughs> yeah. right. By the black way, tie. mine will be the first. It's like I say on the Sheck Report, you know, ultimately I didn't do this to you. You did this <laughs> yeah, to you, black right. guy. So whatever feedback you get is on your head. Um all right, so that's that then. we. Um, oh, but I do want to play those around the league, boys. I want to play them in golf. Let's take them out onto the links. I've we, never played golf in my life. I, I don't care. we still got to be able to I'll beat be, those, oh, yeah. uh, those unathletic uh, right. the quartet of, uh, of uh, oh, beloved, uh, but their beloved fan of base. Of course. So, yeah, it's led by Black Tie. Oh, hey, uh, Black Tie, real quick. Round up with some good news here. So we now have the playing cast is the most listened to podcast in the history of NFL media. This is true. Yep. Um, and then we have the that second includes, now. Wait, that includes Rich Eisen. That includes his beloved ATL podcast. I think College we have at least. I, th- I think we have at least the top two, if not the top three, most listened to podcasts in NFL media history. Right. Definitely three of about the top six overall. So. Sounds like the, the DDFP nation are doing their job pretty nicely. Yeah. They are. Totally. Seems to me like I mean, they're they all can do tuning more. in and yeah, interacting same. and dropping me a line on Facebook. I mean, on uh, on uh, Twitter, at maybe, Damashek. Maybe you should be thanking them instead they of calling them out. I'm just like saying, they could do more. <laughs> they but could yes, do more. <laughs> it keeps going just with it. digging. I love it. Just what do you saying. want them to do? What are it's, they supposed to do in your mind? It's the internet, guys. In 2014, there's a lot could be done. That's true. Give us an example. 
on. I will say this. I will say this, Black Tie. The one thing, because I'm a computer Just dope. by the way, we do have the top two most listened to podcasts. Top two overall. Right. Terrific. Yep. Um, I say the one. I, I don't know how to do photoshops. And it does seem like a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, I can do those in two minutes for you. And they do them with great ease. Exactly. If you, if you want to send us photoshops, we'll certainly put those up on NFL.com. That's what I'm saying. And you make me sound check. like the bad guy for saying that. You know? Well, sometimes, uh, sometimes things come naturally. Way, sometimes it's the way you <laughs> say things the way. as well. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Thanks to EJ Manuel. Thanks to Hugh Jackman. I wish him all the best with his new movie. My fingers are crossed for that uh, plucky Seeing kid. it tonight. It's going to be great. I fully expect it to uh, crack into the Mount Rushmore of superhero movies. Great. All right, and you'll give us a review on that uh, as soon as possible. All right, and thanks to uh, Handsome Hank, and uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce early next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.